is uh, Garage Logic Podcast number 86, January 25, 2019. 31 below on this day in 1904. I think we're headed for that next week. Uh, but 59 degrees on this day in 1944. The rinks in Garage Logic are open. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. I'm going to tell you right now so I don't keep anyone in suspense. I have a foolproof way to end the government shutdown. Say what? Mm-hmm. Foolproof way to end. I mean, there's there's a whole slew of people in Washington, D.C. that can't figure it out. Why can you in the Twin Cities? I'm going to break it down for you. Okay. What's the one event left in this country that still essentially binds the country together? Uh, uh, and it's uh, about a week away. Right. It's the Super Bowl. That's right. Oh, okay. Right. I mean, break that down. Uh, we've had this discussion before. It used to be we all had a common sharing of, say, Wards and Sears, or the country basically was uh, united in the fact that everybody pretty much watched I Love Lucy. Yes. Uh, the country uh, came together as one when Americans used to go to church on Sunday. Uh, those we've become balkanized and splintered, and we've we've veered off into our own little camps and cults and okay. groups. And we there's really nothing that holds us together anymore except Super Bowl Sunday. Foot ba that passes as a, a national unification phenomenon. Is that a fair statement? Uh, Yes, because even um, uh, non-sports fans, like some of the females, get in on watching the game, put something together. And the chips and the thing and the bing and the bang and the boom. Sure. All air traffic controllers and all TSA agents announce that unless you end the government shutdown and we start getting paid again, we will stay away from all of the nation's airports oh from God. midnight January 30 to Monday, Feb 4. Further breaking it down, because I've been around the Super Bowl most of my life, yes. having attended many of them, mm-hmm. the Super Bowl basically is about airplanes. Would you like me to explain? Uh, explain how, because I, I never see any airplanes at the Super Bowl. Well... Where were you last year when the Super Bowl was here? And the new, the anchors uh-huh. and the anchorettes could not keep the smiles of satisfaction off You're their right. faces because private airplanes are flying into Minnesota. Hell, I went down and looked at them. In I, Paul up at I was just going to say, didn't we? Aren't we just as guilty? Because didn't we have lunch at Holman's table? Yeah. yeah. At, at which point there were no planes there. Right. But I went we down. Early. I went down on Super Bowl Sunday just to see the phenomenon, and they were they were lined up as far as the eye can see. All right. Nobody's getting anything done when it comes to this shutdown. Not Congress and not Trump. Right. And no one pays attention to the blue-collar guys, the TSA agents, the forest rangers, the park rangers, the food inspectors, what have you. Right. But now, you announce we are not monitoring any flights from January 30, which is Wednesday. Yep. I just I arbitrarily assigned it Wednesday. Okay. Through Feb 4, which is the Monday following the Super Bowl. Now, who have you affected? 
You've affected the hedge fund billionaire who wants to fly 12 people to the game on his golf stream. Yep. You think he's going to take a shutdown? These, the the rich people who pull the real strings. The elite. They would, the the financial elite, not the cultural elite. The financial elite wouldn't take that for one minute. They would... they would have Congress. They would call in their chips. They'd be pressing. They'd say, they would press. you, you want any more funding for your political campaign? They would be at, the government would end the shutdown by 6 a.m. January 30. Oh, my God. Very, very interesting angle. Uh, and that, if you could implement that and have them all unified, yes, that would, uh, that would shut things down. So, Super started Bowl, again. the Super Bowl is all about. The f- the flexing of your financial wealth. Yes, the glib. Yep. Yeah, that's absolutely. All, the celebrities, the high rollers, the big cigars, the big advertisers, the big media, the right. big spenders, and the big flights. It's the Super Bowl is all about airplanes, whether it's commercial flying or private flying, and the people with the private airplanes and the the heads of Delta Airlines and United, they would go to Washington and say. And the shutdown now, it threatens the Super Bowl. I spent... That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Joe, I spent, to to, to back your point up, uh, when I was down in Houston two years ago, I roamed the concourse because I wanted to see the people. This ain't Bob and his beat-up Vikings jersey. These aren't even football fans that attend this game. has nothing to do with football. Nothing. It, it, it is to football what PETA is to uh, the protection of animals. Right. Yes. It has nothing to do with football. It's a it's a holiday. It's a it's an opportunity for hedge fund billionaires to take their twelve best uh, best investors and wine and dine them. It's an opportunity for the advertisers to be wined and dined by giant media corporations. It's a giant weekend party. You take that away from them, they will be on Trump and Pelosi like white on rice. Why ain't you running for office? Well, I don't know what kind of trouble I'm advocating, but the the other positive of this would be maybe you'd get this shutdown solved before there is an, an air disaster. Right now, already today, airport holds in, uh, do you have a friend at the airport? I, I you do have a friend who works today, at the though. airport. I mean, yeah. your friend My wasn't friend there did not work today at the airport. I was wondering what to... Terminal 2. Uh, the federal government shutdown is being blamed for flight delays at major airports in New Jersey, New York, and Philadelphia. Staffing shortages. Flights into LaGuardia, New York, Newark Liberty International, and Philadelphia International are delayed Friday. Uh, according to FAA, the delays are directly attributable to the partial government shutdown, said Trish Gilbert, executive vice president of the National Air Traffic Controllers Association. You can't mess with a system so integral to the United States, she told CNN today. This is reckless, what has been going on with the shutdown. That's a good point. Let me tell you something. You throw the Super Bowl in front of them, they'd end this shutdown today. Today. Is that... It's brilliant. I, I, I I, I love that theory, Joe. But is that my a... dentist shot me this in the chair yesterday? Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? I, I, that's all he said is Super Bowl, and I took it from there. Okay. Is it is that sad commentary on our current state? 
in the fact that that it would take a, a football game to bring him back exactly, to the table. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. That's but it's it's brilliant because it, and it I want would a wall. happen. I want a wall because Charles Krauthammer wanted a wall. And what Krauthammer said the other day when we played it, that's good enough for me. Yeah, I want that He's implemented. He's a deep, deep, rational, charitable, civilized human being. He was. We no longer have And him. in summary, basically he was saying, uh, take the 11 million people that we already have. And we're not going to kick them out of we're here. Gonna, we're going to keep them in here. We're going to build this wall, and we're going to let them and their, their children stay here, yeah. and they will be legal. Yeah. And, but the ones that are now going to try to climb the wall illegally won't be able to. It'll... Mm-hmm. It'll bring it down to a trickle. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what he said? Mm-hmm. Who's the guy that paid $238 million for the house? Griffin? Griffin. Ken Griffin? I don't know if it was Ken. Yeah, it was because we, we it, made the Ken Griffey Jr. joke. He's who I have in the back of my mind. He's who I have in the back of my mind. Oh, yeah. Oh, I a, can't get to the game? He's a hedge fund guy. I got 15 guys I'm taking on my golf stream. Are you kidding me? Open the damn government. Right. And, these, and, are the people and the that pull, these are the people that pull the strings. These frauds and hypocrites in the White House and in Congress, they, they can't get it done. No. But you bring, you bring the big cigars, the big spenders, the big advertisers, the big media, the big celebrities, and you say, wait a minute. The air traffic control people and the TSA agents uh, say they're not going to work Jan 30 through Feb 4. That encompasses the Super Bowl. We can't have that. Open the government. They're not going to listen to me. They're not going to listen to Forest Ranger. They're going to listen to hedge fund billionaires. Yes, they are. That's who greases the skids. Wow. Okay, how do we implement it? Well, we're not. I mean, I wrote it for Sunday. I it the government Drudge is intimating right now that there might be a shutdown solution offered today. I can find no. Uh, evidence of that. Well, uh, I did see President Trump was asked a question by ABC's Jonathan Carl if this could be settled without wall money. And even though President Trump said, yes, we need a wall, he said, I think there are some alternatives. Then you go to the other side and Pelosi says, there will never be money for a wall. She's not willing to work with him. I think this could seriously backfire on the Democrats because they're just, there's zero wiggle room, and you know what? The way things are going right now, it, it can't withhold. I have another question. Yeah. Is the, uh, the so latest... Why? Is, Where's my federated ad? Is the latest situation with the uh, with Stone, how much of an impact is that going to have on whether the I government decides to open today? I, that has no bearing on it. You don't think so? I don't so? think so. I don't think so. But, but think of this. The only reason this might work... I'll find it. Don't yeah. worry. The only reason this might work... <laughs> You couldn't do it for the Indy 500. Nope. You couldn't do it for the Masters. You couldn't do it for the World Series. No. The one thing left that has become culturally the most powerful event of the year yep. is the Super Bowl. Yep. You're right. This is Yeah, that's the only event that you, you're right. There's no other. That's a huge hammer because now you're messing you're messing with the big boys if you mess with the Super Bowl. Well, and even aside from the hedge fund people, the advertisers that you're speaking of, take it down a notch a little bit. You're talking about families of team members. You're talking about all these other people that are associated with the game itself yeah, They have no that wouldn't be able to. Right, right. But the only people that can bring the pressure yep, you're right. are the people with the real money. Wow. So you... T- so it's up to TSA and air traffic controllers if they have the cojones to say, you know, some moron up in St. Paul is saying uh, we should walk out of here January 30 and not come back till the end of business on Feb 4. Uh, 
he thinks that would get the government shutdown solved in a heartbeat. Nobody's going to listen to your ideas, unfortunately. I don't even know if what I'm suggesting is is safe or uh, legal or or what. I'm just saying there's only one event left in the country mm-hmm. where that kind of leverage could be plausible. There's no other event that I can think of. No, not Fourth of July, not a holiday or an event. Not nothing. nothing. Uh, 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 has that much impact? The Super Bowl is all about airplanes. And gluttony at home. Well, whatever. But it's about airplanes. Well, that's how, if you're, right, if you're, if you're. And Atlanta, can you imagine? Atlanta's, what, isn't that the busiest airport in the country? It's one one of them. I don't know if it's the busiest, but it's one of them. Think how many jets they can accommodate in Atlanta compared to here even. I mean, I'm telling you, it's the only event left where this country experiences at least the delusion of we're all one and united. No acrimony, no accusations on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, even, like you said, even people who don't pay any attention to football, the, the family's coming over, they're getting out the right. snacks. They get the, out the numbers. The, the the whole, number everybody board. Had, hey, I bet you in the next ad right. there's a dog barking. Yep. You know, that, the whole country. <laughs> uh, Maybe not Ilhan Omar. I doubt she would be. It's, it's above... It it would be beyond the 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 cultural elite. Is this the update? Is that should I play the sounder? No, no. Oh. That we have a unfortunately there'll probably be one every day an Ilhan Omar update every day. It's coming along later. My friend that works at the airport, um, there's a, a an employee site for Delta, yeah. where you they have all their messages and you can uh, book your standby flights. And there's a line there above your booking that says, "Do not even try." To non-rev around that time I don't in know Atlanta. What that, I don't know what the fancy uh, language is. Do not means. try to get on an aircraft uh, Meaning if you're, if you're an a employee, Delta employee. Right, because yeah. they're going to be so packed sure. with uh, full and they're going to be so busy. So that just plays into it's, your theory. And it's not just the private airplane guys, the hedge fund billionaires. It's the heads of United, Southwest, uh, yep, yep. American, uh, Delta. They'd be on those people in Washington. Yeah, they would be. They'd be threatening them. Are you... End this shutdown now or else. Good well, luck getting another check from mm-hmm. me. Yep. Because that's all, you know, I love it, too. I, I, I just, uh, I love the fact that uh, uh, money still talks. <laughs> yeah, isn't that a good thing? Isn't that a ray of hope? That money's still talking? Mm-hmm. All right. Just a minute here. Got to look at something that just came in. Yeah. It's the 24th, or 25th. 25th. <laughs> According to NPR, we have just made it through the 10 darkest weeks of the year, the five weeks before and after the winter solstice. Congratulations to all members of the Royal Order of the 21sters. Ignore the temperature forecast for the next week. The joyful truth of things are that it's getting lighter and lighter and lighter. And by the time the old Super Bowl rolls around, if it gets played... Mm-hmm. It'll be light out till about five thirty, quarters six. Yeah. Uh, huh. Well, that's my plan. That's my plan. I like it. Now let's get to work on it. What? I I can't. I'm not a I'm not a TSA guy. I'm not an air traffic controller. But they should say we're tired of working for nothing. And unless you end the government shutdown, we're not showing up between January thirty and February four. That takes care of your Super Bowl. Those people that want to go to the Super Bowl and have the money and the resources. 
would solve this in 30 seconds. Because they got the they got the hammer, and that's in their pocket. Money talks, mm-hmm. football BS walks. walks. <laughs> It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. May I have the Ilhan Omar update? She's our new fresh face. Here is your latest Ilhan Omar report on Garage Logic. A fresh face, a new voice. She's new. I want to know where he got that music. Uh, Minnesota Democratic, take it down. Okay. Minnesota Democratic Rep. Ilhan Omar is facing a social media backlash after accusing President Trump of backing a coup in the socialist-led country of Venezuela, even though Nicolas Maduro's government is considered largely illegitimate by much of the international community. A U.S.-backed coup in Venezuela is not a solution to the dire issues they face, Omar tweeted. Trump's efforts to install a far-right opposition, not a far-right opposition, will only incite violence and further destabilize the region. We must support Mexico, Uruguay, and the Vatican's efforts to facilitate a peaceful dialogue. Let me stop right there. This woman is so disingenuous that she would use the Vatican... Do you think this woman would adhere right. to it, anything exactly. the Vatican would ever say if no. she if she if it didn't no. play into her agenda? Absolutely not. Wow. The U.S. and other nations Wednesday took the steps of recognizing Juan Guaido, the opposition head of the National Assembly, as the interim president of Venezuela. Maduro was elected last year in a vote seen by the entire world as a sham. And our gal, Ilhan Omar, mm-hmm. favors this socialist dictator nope. as his people crawl through the streets and have had to eat their own pets. But because it's Trump, he's inciting a coup. Right. No, he's joined by many, many other countries, uh, Canada among them, America's hat. She speaks so loosely. Omar's response provoked a fierce backlash on social media. Omar was at the center of another tweet controversy earlier this week when she made unsubstantiated accusations against the Covington students who led, who had the uh, viral confrontation with Native American elder Nathan Phillips. Native American elder Nathan Phillips, who has a hell of a long criminal record, is a professional destabilizer and uh, waded into the kids, not the other way around. Right. All right. Uh, She also has been criticized for claiming that Lindsey Graham was compromised and that Israel has hypnotized the world. That's our gal, but a fresh face. You know, (sighs) Kenny mentioned this the other day, and he's 100% right. I I think we're dealing with someone here who does have ill intentions, but I think she's dumb. I I just don't think she's very smart. Venezuela's military threw its support behind him, battled President Nicolas Maduro on uh, Thursday, yesterday, dealing a significant blow to the U.S. effort to back a parallel government and oust the authoritarian leader. Defense Minister Vladimir Padrino, flanked by the heads of the country's armed forces, said the military would oppose any effort to remove Mr. Maduro, who began a second six-year term this month after elections last year that were widely regarded as a sham. He ended his speech with shouts of Chavez vive, a reference to the late socialist strongman Hugo Chavez. 
Juan Guaido, a 35-year-old lawmaker who was recognized by the U.S. and other countries on Wednesday as the country's legitimate president, formally asked the U.S. for emergency humanitarian aid to ease shortages of food and medicine. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said the U.S. is ready to provide 20 mil in assistance as soon as logistically possible. The move by Mr. Guaido... I don't know how to pronounce his name, Hmm. who has gone from a little-known legislator to the face of a swelling opposition movement within weeks is aimed at building support for a parallel government among ordinary Venezuelans. Most Western democracies backed Gato, along with multilateral financial institutions like the International Monetary Fund. Mexico, Uruguay, and some European governments called for dialogue. Russia, China, Turkey, and Cuba lined up support for Maduro. And that's who Omar is now affiliating herself with. She's affiliating herself with with, uh, China, Turkey, Cuba, Russia. Russia's saying don't do anything. Most of the free world is saying... Maduro, you are a sham. You, Get on you this, were right. elected uh, in a completely sham operation, and now you got a got a guy coming forward who's trying to save the country. There's no coup underway, right? There's no coup underway. She she is uh, she's a fresh voice, though. Oh, she she's shoots a, from the hip. She's a she's new uh, fresh voice. She's, she's making change, whether it's good or bad, or trying to anyway. But again, your point is she won't be making change. She's just a mouthpiece. Here's the Star Tribune piece. Omar's public focus this week has been the federal shutdown. She's also held a news conference to talk about it earlier this week in Minnesota. Why do we? Why do we have to cover every time she's she our burps 100, She's or our one hundred and forty-fifth. Holy buckets! She's our one hundred and thirty-fifth. We're not. Cortez is banned. Right. We can't ban Ilhan. She's ours. Oh, I think she's going to provide much material for Garage Logic. Uh, but for the second week in a row, she found herself responding to controversy generated by her social media posts. Note the Star Tribune and other papers, they can't just tell us the truth, that she's a liar, mm-hmm. that right. she lies. Right. Because she fits the template. Oh, God, yes. No matter how corrosive she might be. Uh, this was after she deleted several tweets related to a confrontation last week near the Lincoln Memorial between an American Indian activist and a group of high school kids. Now, has she been pressed on why she deleted those tweets? I feel sorry there has been blame and hurt, Omar said. She said she was motivated by concern for Nathan Phillips, the Indian activist, because she doesn't give a rat's ass about it, a, a, a normal Catholic right, high school right. kid. You kidding me? Even if, even if the truth had to be obliterated. Right. She's... I wanted to hold him in a space in my heart and have have a conversation about what hate and discrimination look like in our country, she said. Uh, Who did the hating, Omar? Black Israelites. Who was was being discriminated against, Ilhan? Wow. People, uh, good luck to you on your representation from her. Uh, Omar's Twitter flaps have made her a frequent target of Republicans. Representative Omar is now on a... Why, why should she be a target of only Republicans? Not all liberals are fools. People have to wake up to the fact that you're being represented by someone who does not have your interests at heart. Right. Uh, okay. So, Joe, I have a question. Yeah. Why are there so many people that cannot possibly see through this BS? Because they're mysterious. I just... Because they're they're having a laugh that she's sticking it to the man. That she's a fresh new voice. Oh a fresh new voice. The U.S. must also protect its diplomatic personnel in Caracas. Mr. Maduro on Wednesday ordered Americans to leave the country within seventy-two hours. She's she's aligning herself with a guy who's ordered Americans out of the country. 
but Secretary of State Mike Pompeo replied, the U.S. now recognizes Mr. Guaido as interim president and will not comply. The U.S. needs to make clear that if Mr. Maduro or his paramilitaries act against Americans, the administration will hold Cuba responsible. Now the Venezuelans are risking their lives for democracy. Free nations owe them support. Venezuelans are risking their lives mm-hmm. for democracy, yep. and she is tweeting in defense of a thug dictator who had a sham election that he claims put him in office. The country is destroyed, and we keep electing to Congress people who would go down the road of Venezuela. It's never worked anywhere. It never will. It deprives humans of fundamental freedom of spirit. Right. And that's who this woman is. But she's a fresh new face. I had to look and see who she ran against. I forgot it was Jennifer Zielinski. Yeah. And, boy... 78%, 267,000 voters. Oh, it wasn't even close. It was not even close. I wonder wonder why. uh, I don't think uh, the people that voted for her, if they heard what I just said, and it's unlikely any of them will, they're not GLers, they wouldn't take what I just said seriously. They don't care. No. They don't care. They don't care. It's more important that that they have uh, uh, the first Muslim woman uh, in office because that's a sign of our uh, diversity and inclusiveness and that we're enlightened and we're virtuous. doesn't make any difference to them that this woman is manipulative, Machiavellian, uh, disingenuous, disingenuous uh, often deceitful, allegedly. <laughs> wow. I, I, it's just a shame. I but hope, but it, she's a fresh new face. And I the, hope. Other, the other part is she's been caught lying already multiple times, and yet... N- she is not being held accountable for any of this. Why would you support a guy in Venezuela who is so deprived of the country that they have no medicine, they have no food? If you're for the people, if you're truly for the people. They don't have toilet paper. They have nothing. But he's living a high life. And this person. Yes. Ooh, careful. Fresh face. Fresh face. She is backing Maduro. It's, what she is saying is tantamount to her backing Maduro. And, and Just so she doesn't way, align herself with Trump. Finding a way to, de- to dismiss the efforts of Venezuelans to free themselves from these socialistic bonds, she'll indict Trump for trying to inspire a coup. She went to Washington for only one reason, as did many of, of the other freshmen undermine this presidency, impeach him, get rid of him. They have a better view of the world in mind. Trump is not a likable guy. He's a foul, foul guy. But uh, did we purposely elect people to go to Washington only to bring him down? No. That's why she's there. There is no other reason. Maybe she'd be like Jason Lewis and just be a one-termer. Well, who's who? Who can win in that? Who can win in that? You're very close yeah, but to the country's tallest buildings, right there. But it's right Edina, there. Golden Valley, St. Louis Park, and they're all cake-eating white women who think, "Oh, I've done the right thing. I'm so enlightened now. I'm I, my virtue is on display. Wow. I've sent this wonderful new face to Congress. Are you kidding me? She has no experience, no background, has never done a thing. Same with Cortez and the rest of them. But Cortez is banned. But Ilhan. You can conclude the uh, you can conclude the Ilhan Omar segment with our own uh, Ilhan Omar sounder. Sounder. Here is your latest Ilhan Omar report on Garage Logic. Next time you do a story, I'm going to let the music bed play. Just makes it more fun. Oh yeah, because right. we're screwed.
At least we can dance. <laughs> Put your shirt back on. Yeah. Say, one size fits all rarely fits anyone. That's why you uh, need to consider Federated Insurance. They tailor their insurance programs to individual businesses. They offer property, casualty, life, disability, income insurance to businesses in select industries. They're the best. Their marketing representatives get to know you and your operation, and they'll customize coverage for your needs. Uh, You got a lot of driving in your business? They'll talk to you about auto liability. Worried about cyber attack? Well, in this day and age, I'm afraid you should be. You probably might uh, consider data compromise coverage. Your business is unique. You need an insurance carrier who treats it that way. Federated Insurance. It's their business to protect yours. Truth, Justice, and the Souchere. Frequent contributor Downing writes, I believe you said there was no story in the encounter between professional protester, criminal, AWOL, ex-Marine Nathan Phillips, and 17-year-old student Nicholas Sandman. Not so. There is a story. One One which does not get reported because it does not fit the template. Here is the real story. Youths visiting nation's capital harassed by racist hate group and violent criminal. You know that if the headline came across the wire in today's newsroom, the news gatherers would give themselves whiplash, turning their heads to find out more. They'd be salivating at the prospect of a story about white haters. But although this headline, as I've written it, is factually accurate, in this case, they aren't interested in the real story, are they? No, they're not. Uh, I continue to believe that... uh, there was no story. What Downing's referring to is the fact that it became a story. It became a story. Right. Yeah. If that kid had a hat on that said, I'm with Hillary, it never would have gotten nope. the paper. Correct. There was, there was no story there. There was no story. What we now have to do is go around with a dustpan and a broom and sweep all this up. And that, in, in, in effect, is constructing what is now passing for a story. And now, and then people like uh, Representative Ilhan Omar that jumped on it immediately very she aggressively. Lied about it. She just lied, flat and, out lied about it. And then had to backpedal and delete tweets that aren't there anymore, even though they've She's been... She's a fresh new face. Leave, cut her oh some slack. Gosh. Cut her some so slack. She's wonderful. She's just wonderful. <laughs> I'm, I'm puzzled by this contribution from Downing, who I uh, find to be a, a good thinker. Uh, he notes a disclaimer, which shouldn't be necessary, but nonetheless, I am in no way intending to downplay the tragedy and the death of Nicholas Westlake due to the mistake of the train operator. Referring to the, oh, the, uh, the light rail yeah. uh, accident that claimed the life of that Westlake fellow. We, by the way, got a, a ton of feedback on that story. People were just in shock. Well, I hope they went to see it on the five website. Yeah, they did, because I, I attached it all the way. If you haven't seen it, I did attach it It sounds to, to me here like, like Downing is murdering to dissect, but you helped me. He said, there's an element of fake news playing out here, similar to the Nathan Phillips story. People are looking for someone to blame, and that is shaping how we are seeing the story. The narrative seems to be, because of a loophole written into state law, the LRT operator will not be charged with causing Nicholas Westlake's death. That is not the story Jay Coles reported. This is Downing saying this. Is Cole still buying an ice house somewhere? I think so. 
J. Coles clearly reported that prosecutors with the Ramsey County Attorney's Office determined they could not prove El Maroof was grossly negligent because he was not on his phone, wasn't speeding, and honked his horn before entering the intersection. Cole added a but, saying, in effect, even if prosecutors had thought they did have a case, they would have been unable to prosecute because LRT operators are not covered by state law applying to motor vehicles. Note, Prosecutors say they do not have a case. Yes, the LRT operator screwed up, and that screw-up killed someone, but prosecutors say the operator's deadly mistake does not constitute a criminal case. In this case, at least, it doesn't matter whether there is a loophole. Yet we imagine that the law is to blame, just as we imagine that Nicholas Sandman was confronting Nathan Phillips. I'm going to stop and do Downing a favor. I don't think he's making any sense. Uh, I think Downing I'm not wishes, following. I, I'm not following it. I, I uh uh, but he, he is is he's he's arguing that uh, he's not going to be charged with anything because technically there wasn't any criminal intent here, even though. Well, uh, I'll read I'll read one more paragraph. Okay, because he's a loyal contributor. Oh yeah, and yeah every ninety nine point nine percent of his stuff makes sense. But yes. I'm struggling with this. Uh, second, loophole is a loaded word, like a mega hat, which gets us all fired up about someone with evil intent writing a self serving law. I would like to, I don't, I didn't, I hope I did not convey that impression yesterday. I would like to see some news gatherer talk to a legal expert and do some actual research on this, but I suspect there is no loophole written into the law specifically uh, uh, excluding LRT operators. Rather, because a train is not a motor vehicle driving on the streets, it does not automatically fall under the laws that apply to cars, trucks, buses, and bicycles. I suspect there is no Met Council conspiracy or self-serving loophole written into the law. And again, uh, we... We did not convey that belief. Rather, there has been a mistake or an oversight, a screw-up by our elected and unelected officials in not writing a law that would allow prosecution of LRT operators. This does not mean that the Met Council officials intend to kill people with the impunity, uh, well, no kidding, uh, any more than wearing a MAGA hat makes a kid from a high school racist. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'm going to let okay. it go. All right. Uh, we'll just let it go. You know what? It's going to get solved legislatively. You can't swing for the fences it'll every get, time. It'll get solved legislatively. If, in fact, there is that loophole in there, it needs to be corrected. Right. they got to be, they gotta be now the as responsible is, as I do. Right. Now the ball is rolling to say, uh, okay, maybe not criminally charged, but something went wrong there, and there needs to be accountability. Do you know the other part of that story that kind of bothered me a little bit? The You guys watched the, the, the tail end of the video portion where – the light rail driver left the cab of the train after yeah. the collision. Well, he was he was distraught. He was, but he literally did nothing but sit down and put his hands right. in his head. That, that, that's why I say distraught. But wouldn't you think your reaction would be to go out and check on the, the people that you just mauled down? I, I have no idea. I don't know how soon he left the... Maybe he was out there and came back in the train. Who no, th- because the, 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 the first time he leaves the cab, the camera captures him. Hmm. Well, it's a tragedy all the it way is. around. It is. It's a horrible story. <sighs> Say yeah. that, well, on a lighter note. Okay. New cartoon by artist-in-residence Greg Holcomb. Come on. Yeah, and he did this with Laura. Now, Laura is the woman, what, that we were supposed to have dinner with? Yep. And and Holcomb saved our asses. He said, oh, yeah, that was going to be. The, I'll get you off the hook. I'll get you off the hook. Mm-hmm. I'll do a cartoon with her. In fact, they met kidding, Laura. each other. They met at, and we're going to clear, th- we're, we're still going to take care of Laura, but they met each other at the Summit broadcast back on the 21st. Right. That's how they, that's how they kind of connected and gave her the, gave him the idea. Uh, it's a, it's a climate change cartoon. <laughs> and, and that's again, Holcomb's brilliance comes through. 
uh, and he did this with uh, Laura. So, and she gets a little byline credit on this on the Garage Logic website. Yep. The wheel of thought is turning, huh? On the, the wheel on of the thought is screen. turning. Yeah. Drop the, down on the feature page. This is how easy it is, by the way, to garagelogic.com. Go to comics. Bing, bang, boom. Uh, um, this is today, January twenty fifth. Climate change and up should come the artist in residence, Vera Cacion de Pasporte, Laura B de la Gica. <laughs> what is the la purpose Gica of your garage. visit? We're fleeing climate change. <laughs> I do not know what the temperature is supposed to be. That's from the la, guy in the back, La Policia. <laughs> <laughs> he's got an armadillo. God, he's good. <sighs> Thank you, Mr. Holcomb, artist. In residence. You know what I love? The guy behind Laura in line, he's got a backpack that just says Andy. 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 <laughs> See, uh, uh, Howard Clary's has a great uh, ray of hope regarding the fact that apparently we're supposed to get into the, what, next week, 25, 30 below oh, regions? Yes. Yes. Are we going to those regions? Very. That kills the emerald ash borer beetle. So there's a, a, there's a small ray of hope. Well, he said, in an effort to temper the forthcoming complaints about next week's cold weather, I offer a ray of hope. There is something positive that will come of the extreme cold, the reduction of the emerald ash borer population. What? How did these little buggers survive the cold? They quite literally produce their own antifreeze. Specifically, they make glycols. Come on. Which are the key uh, crypto-protectant ingredient for antifreeze. Their ability to survive depends on concentrations of glycol. And then he copied and pasted a note from the U.S. Forest Service. And basically it says, in areas where the coldest winter temperature is generally warmer than 20 below, cold mortality is unlikely to have much or any impact on the population of the beetle. In areas where the coldest winter temperature is generally between 20 below and 30 below, cold mortality may delay the increase uh, of uh, emerald ash borer to levels that kill trees, but EAB should still be expected to reach tree-killing levels. In areas where the coldest winter temperature is colder than 30 below, uh, cold mortality may have a major impact on the population increase of EAB, perhaps to the point of constraining populations below key, below tree-killing levels. All right, I'm so looking at 25 below I guess we have to root Tuesday. for 30 below. Yeah. Yes, uh, Reavers. Uh, five Eyewitness News is Jay Coles is on the phone. He just called us. Where is he? He's on. Hi, Jay. Hey, hi, guys. Jay, hell of a story the other night. Just a minute, i got to pick up a piece of paper. Yeah, nice work, Jay. Okay. That was uh, ex- expertly done and uh, very informative. And I know you're in the middle of buying a fish house, so we apologize for <laughs> bothering you. Well, yeah, it better be important. Okay, <laughs> no. explain the loophole that takes the driver seemingly off the hook. Um. Well, when light rail came into being right around what two thousand three, right? Um, I think that's the year. Well, it didn't roll. It didn't roll until twenty fourteen. But yeah, its financing right. and right. groundwork became right. earlier than that. Correct. That's what I meant. Yes. When when they started uh, putting together, you know, how they're going to fund it, and then how they're going to regulate it, if you will, uh, there was a bill at the Capitol that was passed, and within that bill. The direct language in the bill says that um, light rail operators are excluded from Minnesota traffic code. Just one little simple sentence is all it is, and that was that, and that's how it got to become law. Do you know what the rationale might have been for that? 
Uh, it's a really good question that we're still trying to figure out because we've asked Metro Transit for an interview and they've declined because it's in litigation. But um, we said, well, this is outside litigation. We just what 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 what. And it's, uh, what we've been told is it's part of the union contract mm-hmm. uh, that the union had pushed for this. And I have not yet been able to confirm. I'm still trying to get a hold of the contract. Uh, so hopefully I'll have that by Monday or Tuesday so I can see the language. But but it's our understanding, Joe, at this point um, that the union wanted that provision in there for their Operators. If, in fact, that line is in there, can that be legislatively addressed above and beyond the union's demands? That's the next question we want to ask lawmakers. Uh, Representative Linda Runbeck is dropping a bill in the hopper Monday to close this loophole. Right. Um, uh, so, but the, addressing, when what we're, there's two separate things we're addressing. One is the, the code where LRT operators are outside of the law right now for Minnesota traffic laws. The other issue is um, the uh, absence of cameras in the cab or the cabin of the, of the operators. Right. So two different things. So Runbeck is addressing the code, right? The right. law. Right. The other issue, and she's still not clear on it. They're doing research when it, when it's a, a, a labor contract, uh, government might have, limited ability to, and again I, i'm i'm still trying to figure this part out we're going to probably do a follow on it next week they're trying to figure out how far can they go with a labor contract you know that would uh that would nullify or require something like cameras in the cabin i, I think what they're going to try to do is what it sounds like they're going to try to do is attempt to do it uh under the issue of public safety that <laughs> i would is, think so correct correct well because so to try to get around the issue of the labor agreement, which is touchy, right? That government can't just come in and nullify contracts, you know, willy nilly. They got Jay, to a reason, and they're trying to find the reason with public safety. Jay, without there being cameras in the cab, how was it determined that he was not distracted? Well, again, that really good question. They can only tell us the county attorney's office, who got the case first. Obviously, they look at felonies, right? And they. And to get a felony, gross negligence. To meet that standard, they had to find evidence, Joe, of negligence. So they looked at his cell phone. Well, maybe they could look at his phone and determine that he was, in fact, not on it. They did look at his yeah, phone records, yeah. and, and it seems to indicate that he was not. Now, okay. here's, here's, here's what's interesting about that. You can look and see if somebody has sent a text. You can see if they've made a call. It's, it's, as I understand it, I'm not an expert on how these things work. As I understand it, you could still glance at your phone or pick up your phone or maybe even look at a web page quickly, and that would be very hard to, to, to prove that right, right. You, know, you did it right at that moment or the seconds leading up to it. Yeah. Um, so, so with the evidence they had, Joe, based on what they could extract from the phone, they, they couldn't. So it's, it's, a, it's interesting how you got to phrase it. It's, it's not that they couldn't uh, – it's not that they they can say for certain he wasn't, but they just can tell you they don't have enough evidence to show he was. Jay, let's stay in touch if you take this up again next week. I, I will, because we're going to try to get some of those questions answered. And if we do, uh, I'll certainly let you know, because it's really, really interesting. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, thank you. Jay. Good luck with the ice fishing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, hey, the shack is cool. 
It's an old vintage camper okay. that's been transformed <laughs> into an ice shack. Yeah, well, good nice. luck to you, pal. I knew Joe would want to know about that. Yeah. He's coming up to get some crappies. Yeah. Okay, you, buddy. buddy. Yeah, okay, buddy. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> oh. There we go. And he doesn't drink. You're right. He bought Jimmy, Jimmy Cannon. One of the great New York sports writers in the 50s said, fishing is an excuse to drink during the daytime. That's right. But nothing is more of an excuse to drink during the daytime than ice fishing. <laughs> now, Jay doesn't, by the way. Correct. Right. He's I, I'm just saying, I was amused. I said to Reavers, he's buying an ice house? He doesn't even drink. He doesn't drink. <laughs> we have more. We have more coming up. Hey, there's more on garagelogic.com, too, by the way. Check it all out, the latest creation from Greg Holcomb, what's on Joe's bookshelf, and more to come. You're one click away from more Garage Logic podcast version.